Sometimes we feel like we're just walking around aimlessly, hoping that all our desires will at some point just fall into place and we'll know our music direction as an artist. But what if we could actually plan out those things, ask ourselves a few simple questions, define who we are and what we're about so that our audience can see that and latch onto it and our fan base would actually grow. Music branding. Let's talk about it. Hey, I'm Craig and I'm talking to musicians who want to become artists, musicians who want to have a real go at doing music for a living and to do that independently without the labels and without a huge budget. So how are you today? I'm doing really well because I'm back at work, finally. I feel like I've been on school holidays with the kids for so very long and I love my kids, I love hanging out with my kids, but I've just really missed creating, I've missed being in this space and just making music um, every day. So I'm, I'm back into it this week, which is really, really good. I've had a few artists come through already. We've started making some music and that's been really excellent. So looking forward to 2021. I hope you are as well. And um, something that I want to talk about today should help you move forward in 2021. We're going to talk about branding. So this is stage one of our of our life cycle of a musician. I touched on the five stages last week. This is stage one. It's branding and vision, figuring out who you are as an artist and who your audience is and how we can kind of make this whole thing. We're going to walk with a plan. It's so much easier to walk with a plan than just to walk aimlessly and hope that everything kind of happens for us, which is I think what we do as artists. We hope that at some point we'll figure out what we're doing what we're all about, what our sound is. So when someone says, oh, what, what genre are you? What's your music like? You can actually answer that question. That's a super hard question to answer that. I find most artists that come through the studio struggle to be able to answer. So we're going to look into that a bit today. So the first thing I want to look at is vision or desire. Do you remember the first time that you actually desired to be an artist? That first time where you, I'm guessing you probably saw an artist in, in some way and you just went, I want to do that. Maybe it was your parents. Maybe you went to a show. Maybe your mates dragged you along or something. Or do you remember that first kind of spark where you went, yep, I need to figure out how to do that. Um, for me, I was in year nine at school and we had uh, an assignment. I forget what it was. It was probably a communication or something I'd imagine. But we, me and my mates decided to do a radio station. So we got an old uh, tape player where you could just hit record and we did this radio show for our assignment. And within that, we kind of had a live house band. So I was, I was mucking around with drums at the time. But we, um, <laughs> my mate picked up the bass for the first ever time. Um, the other guy was kind of playing guitar a bit. And we had a live house band for this radio station. And we played a couple of songs. I think we played Wild Thing was the first ever song. And from there, we just ended up playing music more and more and more. And my mate gave me a couple of um, tapes of this band called MXPX and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with punk rock and that was kind of the first spark for me. And from there, it just went a little bit crazy and I just got really, really into music. But that was my first kind of, if I had to trace it back to a moment when music kind of, I decided I wanted to chase music was probably doing that radio station in year nine. I, at some point, I should show you some of that. My voice hadn't broken yet. It's very hilarious. My other, my mates um, had, so they've got these big, deep voices and I sound like a chipmunk. It's very, very awesome. Um, maybe I'll show you that one day. Who knows? Uh, so it could have been big concert. Maybe you saw something on YouTube. Maybe you heard something on Spotify and you want, you thought, 
I want to do that. And it could be a big dream. Maybe you're, maybe you're wanting to do stadiums. Maybe you want to be, maybe you'd like to be the band that Coldplay opens for. Maybe that's kind of where you're shooting. Or maybe you'd be happy just getting up in front of a bunch of mates at the pub and just doing a set. Or maybe you just want to have a song on Spotify. It doesn't matter what your desire is. It doesn't matter what your vision is. Um, it's just amazing that we can have that. And then we need to figure out a way to walk towards that. And the way that we do that is we, we have to unite our vision with some branding. So let's have a look at what is branding. It, it's very businessy term. Hey, we, we kind of want to try and keep art and business kind of separate, not take our art and our music too seriously. But I think if you want to take yourself seriously as an artist, then we've got to start doing some of these serious things. So let's just talk about branding real quick. Um, some of the biggest, best brands out there are things like McDonald's or Nike or that sort of thing. And basically what the brand entails is it tells you what they're about and you know instantly when you see that branding, what they stand for, what they're about and what you can expect to feel or experience when you engage with that brand. So if you're driving up the highway and you see McDonald's, you see that big M, you don't need to actually go into that McDonald's and test it out and see if you like it or not. You will instantly know because of the branding around that, what experience you're going to get when you go to that McDonald's. So at that point, you can quickly decide, yes, let's do that. Or no, I don't really feel like that because you know what it's about. Same with like Nike shoes. You know that you're going to pay 150 bucks for a pair of shoes, but you know what you're going to experience from that shoe as well. And you know what they're all about because their branding is really strong. They don't have to convince you every time. You can just decide quickly, yes or no. So as a musician, we can sometimes leave this to chance and and make our audience dig into us, kind of find out about us before they can choose whether they like us or not. If we can set up strong branding, they'll see our name, they'll see our picture uh, our album cover on Spotify, or they'll see our name on the poster for the gig and they'll know what they can experience when they listen to us. They know what sort of vibe we're going to bring, who we're about, what we are. They Just because our branding is strong and they know what to expect and they can just decide instantly in or out. And if our branding's really strong, like McDonald's is, it's not too often when you're hungry on the highway that you drive past McDonald's. Maybe you do, I don't know, but the branding is pretty strong and it kind of pulls you in. So we can do that as musicians and brand it pretty strong so that we can pull people in. So a couple of artists that had some really good branding, I think, are Ed Sheeran. I reckon Ed Sheeran seems like he's just a really genuine bloke that you'd just love to have a beer with. I think, I don't know him at all, but I'd imagine if I, I feel like if I saw him down the street, I could just shake his hand and he would say, come get a beer with me. And we'd just be able to sit and chat and he's just a regular bloke. So he's branded himself as that. So he's kind of this really approachable, uh, sort of genuine bloke. That's just like you and me. That's kind of his branding. And that works really, really well for him. Um, someone else might be like, you know, those like a dance sort of, let me look, let me just look on my iPhone at, um, at a playlist for a second and pull up. It's always, it always wants me. I don't know why it thinks I'm into dance music, but whenever I open up my phone, it's got this dance playlist. So if your branding's really strong, you'll see straight up, if you open up the dance, you'll see a bunch of album covers that look like a party. You know, you've got The weekend in there, um, 24K Golden, those sort of things. You'll know that with, with those artists, if you're having a party, 
that they're going to bring the life of the party. They're going to drop a nice strong beat. Um, it's going to be vibrant and happy and it's just going to set a mood for the party. So straight away that branding for, uh, for the weekend is like, we're going to have a good time. Let's do this. That's it. That's strong branding. Would you be able to, uh, go up to him in the street, shake his hand, have a beer? Probably not. Would you be able to go to the club and dance with him? Yeah, I reckon you probably would be able to. That's strong branding. So let's have a look at music branding. There's really three aspects that I'll cover really quickly that will help us to figure out what our brand is and help us to kind of create that or hone it in or just refresh. Uh, The first is, who are you? The second is, how do people see you? And the third is, who is your audience? So when it comes to who are you, you need to be able to answer and this is really difficult to do, but if we're in an elevator together, we're going up to like the fifth floor. We've got, we've got 30 seconds or something like that. If I was to say, hey man, what, what, what sort of music do you do? What, what are you as an artist? Like, tell me a bit about yourself. Could you in 30 seconds to a minute kind of tell me what you're all about? What's your music about? What do you stand for? What, what, would, I, what would I feel? What would I experience if I was to listen to your music or go to your show? Would you be able to answer that question? And I think if you can, then you know who you are and what you're about. The truth is we probably would struggle to answer that question because it's, it's kind of open-ended. We're trying, to, we're trying to figure it out and hope that all that comes to us. So the first key thing about branding ourselves is knowing who we are and being able to come up with something that can kind of define us. You know, have you tried to write a bio and it's quite hard to do it and you end up writing in a third person and you try and figure out what am I actually about? So who are you? Is there things that you really stand up for? Is there some things that you will just say no to? You draw the line and you don't go past that. Or are you someone that's really caring for people? Do you, do you love people? Are you, are you fighting for equality? Like what, what is it that makes you, you? And that's different for everybody. But that kind of really helps in just, if you can kind of define who you are and what you believe and what you stand for, that will help you to, to be that and just to know that about yourself and to shoot for that. The first question is, who are you? The second one is, who do people see you as? What do people see you? How, how do people see you? That's what I'm trying to say. How do people see you? And sometimes this can be different, but if we stand for something, we know who we are. So we can get in the elevator and we can talk to that, uh, that big label guy. We can talk to him about who we are and what our music is about. If he then goes on our Instagram page is that going to line up? Is he going to see from the outside what we feel on the inside? So with this, like do all your bios match up? Is your Instagram bio, your Facebook bio, are they, are they talking about who you are and do they match? So if we go to both of them, do they look the same? Does your music kind of represent who you are? If you like, uh, if you are into the dance music, we'll go back to that. Is that kind of, do you like to do that? Do you like to party? Or are you like a really uh, introverted sort of person who's doing all this extroverted music? So does your music represent who you are? And can people see that? Can people kind of believe that you're that dance guy? If they know who you are, if they see your Facebook profile and it kind of looks a bit withdrawn, are they going to believe that you're actually an outgoing kind of person? So these are the kind of things that make up our branding and it's really aligning those two things. So who we are and then just make sure that people are seeing who we are and they're not seeing something different. That way, exactly like I said, when people come across us, they know instantly who we are, what we're about, and they can decide in or out. 
So for me, if I'm going to come across a dance mix and I see that, I can know straight up, I'm not really into that music. If, I, if I'm having a party, I'll go for it. But right now when I'm driving, I want to put on something chill. So that brand is not for me. I don't, I don't want to have to go into your song, play it, get 20 seconds in and go, ah, oh, this isn't what I want. Bounce and then, you know, screw up your algorithm for Spotify thinks that's a bad song. It's not. It's just not the song I was looking for because I wasn't sure what you were about. Um, alternatively, maybe like you are that acoustic chill that I'm looking for at the moment, but your artwork, your fonts, your colors look like a dance track. So I don't click on it. You're exactly what I wanted, but I didn't know that because I couldn't see, I couldn't see from your branding. So that's why it's really important. And I haven't touched on that too much at the moment. I want to look in more about like artworks and, and colors and, and fonts and all that sort of thing to kind of to kind of define who you are. Maybe you don't know too much about that and that's okay. That's for another day. We're looking at the life cycle of your musician here and this is stage one. So sorting this out. And just before I go into audience real quick, who your audience is, if you're just starting out, this is the, this is the stuff you kind of do to figure it out. So you've got a desire and then you kind of want to make sure that what you're about, who you are is represented, right? If you're coming through this cycle a second time, so just say you've recorded two albums before, you've promoted them really well, you sit down for the third time, what you're looking at now is kind of rebranding. You're looking at the new album. Okay, the old album was about this. This is our direction for this album. This is our focus on this album. So you're sitting and doing the same things. What are we about as a band now? Who who am I as an artist now? What do I believe in now? What am I going towards? And how do I make sure that people see that? So I think a really good um, example of this is Taylor Swift. She changes her albums so often. One's like this really big sort of I hate the world album and then the next one's all about love and then the next one's like an acoustic thing. But you can see her branding's really strong and you'll know what you're going to get just by looking at her artwork and knowing like which sort of place she was at. So if you're coming through this again, you can't just do it once at the start and then move on. This is a life cycle. Once you're starting something new, you're going on to the next chapter of your life as an artist, you need to relook at branding and vision. So let's go on to the third thing, which is who is your audience? So this is kind of really important. And I touched on a second ago when, when if I'm your audience, I need to be able to connect with what you're doing. So if we can look at our audience, that's really, really helpful in our branding. So we can look at things like, where do they hang out? What sort of social platform are they on? What kind of posts would they engage with? That's a really big one. So if you're doing acoustic chill, what sort of posts is someone who's into acoustic chill going to engage with? I'm guessing it's going to be, you know, something with you uh, laying back on the beach or something like that might be a much more effective post than you like really aggressively playing your guitar or something like that. So we can kind of, who is your audience? What do they actually want to engage with? The people that would listen to your music, what are they like? What are they doing? So this is stuff we've got to think about with our audience. So what we, what we kind of try and do is keep it really general so that everyone will like us. We try and keep it really general so that we can reach the biggest audience possible so that that person and that person likes us. We just don't need to do that. It's actually a backward step because you appeal to no one. So the person looking for acoustic chill won't see you because you also look like you're into metal and dance and whatever else. So for example, Ed Sheeran, if we go back to that, he 
brands himself and he's looking for his audience that is like young, I don't know, 18 to 30 year olds, probably don't have a family yet. They're in love, like hashtag wedding songs. That's where you're going to find Ed Sheeran. That's where his audience is going to be. So he can market at that and he can purposely exclude the metalheads. He doesn't need the metalheads to like him. So he can make this lovey-dovey sort of song and artwork and that's what his Facebook posts can be about. And metalheads will just scroll straight past that. They don't care. And he doesn't need them to. That's not his target audience. But if you look at the metal guys, you're going to have that weird metal font that they do. Like It's going to engage the metal people. And for the Ed Sheeran fans, they'll um, swipe straight past it. And that's okay. That's actually the goal. You don't want to appeal to everyone. If you're trying to appeal to everyone, you miss the people you're actually trying to appeal to. So what are your audience doing? And, and people are going to relate to you. What do you, what do you stand for? If you stand for having a good time, maybe you're all about relaxing on the weekend, not like working through the week, but the weekend you've got to relax. You've got to chill out and enjoy life. Maybe that's what you stand for. Maybe that's something you're really into. So people who agree with that are going to be into you. People who agree with that are going to get on board with what you're doing and that's the target audience. So you're going to, you know, you might put your music in around four-wheel drive sort of stuff or um, the beach or other things that people do for fun and enjoyment. That's going to be where your target audience is hanging out. If that's what you're about, if that's what your kind of music is. Anyone with a business tie and that sort of thing who's really into working and building a career probably aren't going to be into your music because they don't stand for the same things that you stand for. And, you know, we don't need 10 million streams on our song. That would be great. And there is 10 million people in a in a particular niche, for example. But it, it's better to have a small number of devoted fans that love your music and that actually connect with it than it would be to kind of throw out this broad net and hope that we get like, you know, it makes more sense. Like there's more fish in that pond, so let's go there. But the fish in this smaller pond actually like the bait that you've got. So chuck it in there and you're going to get more fish of a better quality, the ones that you want. Over there, you're going to get bits and pieces of everything so does that make sense? I hope th- I hope this is making sense to you today. I think uh, a great example of this is Billie Eilish. Just I think she when she came out, she was really true to herself. I don't think her brand said, "Hey everyone, come and like me." Hey everyone, I think you'll like my music. She was kind of this uh, when she came in, this sad, sort of depressed chick who who was struggling with life a little bit, and that's what she did. And all of a sudden, all these girls that could relate with that came, I don't know where they came from, but all of a sudden every, every chick had blue hair. Like they loved Billie Eilish and what she stood for. I don't think she went, okay, what, what's the biggest market that we can kind of grab? She just went, this is how I feel. And then she did that and she got this huge following. I think from then she's kind of rebranded and pivoted a little bit, but she went for it. So we try to, you know, when I hated it in school, when your favorite punk band would sell out and just try and get more and more people rather than being true to themselves. So, you know, we always listened for that drum beat. And when they kind of did the songs, you were like, what? Sell out? You're just trying to appeal to the masses and you'd stop liking that band. So I think there's a time and place where you can pivot and extend. So maybe after your third album, you're like, okay, why don't we just tweak this? But they've already got that following and they're kind of being true to themselves as they're expanding. So does that make sense? Stay true to yourself. Pull in to what you 
stand for what you believe and target the people that also believe that. So I think a really good way to do this is if you find, if you think of two or three mates that are really kind of in tune with what you do, two or three people that kind of understand your vibe, understand what you're going for. If you just put everything out towards them. So when you're writing your Facebook post or something like that, you're thinking of these people that you know are within your brand and you just target at them. And that way, anybody that's like them, that's like you, are going to gravitate towards it because it's engaging content that that actually meets the need of that particular demographic. So that's a little tip for you. I think that will really help you when you're putting together posts and stuff. So the takeaway from today is that brand is who you are. That's all it is. It's just who do you represent and what will I experience when I listen to your music? What will I experience when I see you live? That's what brand is. And I just want to encourage you just to to think about that, to write something down, to make sure that next time we're in an elevator, that you can quickly uh, and confidently tell me who you are, what you're about, and what I can experience from your music. And then it's just a matter of making sure every time we put something out or what our profiles look like online, that it matches that brand and who we are. When audience see or hear our music, they know instantly, yep, I'm in with that, or no, that's not for me. And that way you're getting really good, engaged uh, listeners that will turn into true fans and end up essentially funding your life as a musician, as an artist. Hey, so don't forget to chuck in the comments what your spark was. What what was it that made you get into music? I'd really love to hear about that, and we can kind of share stories there. That would be really, really cool and encouraging for other people, I think, as well to read through those. If you're watching on YouTube, give this video a like, subscribe to the channel so you know when my new videos are coming out. That would be really, really good. If you're listening to this podcast, then a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify is really, really helpful. Helps those platforms know that this is a podcast that that is useful, that is of value, and that would really, really help me out. Uh, That's about all from me. Hey, make some music this week, and we will talk again soon.